a lot of them. Ice on me, I'm popping. Try and get like me. Alrighty, we are live, episode 57, with Bobby Asplund of Nonverbal, um, founder of an amazing confectionery company. Uh, recently was lucky enough to get a couple bars at my buddy Aaron's place. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dave. Excited to uh, chat with you. Definitely. So I, you know, I did a little bit of research on you and saw that we both, uh, you know, have X careers in finance. Um, it's super cool. It looks like you've traveled a bit, but would love to hear a little bit about you. Where are you from and how did you get into, you know, the world of, of chocolate and, and confection products? Sure. Yeah. So I, I started kind of my formal working career, I think similar to you in banking and then private equity and tech. Um, and then it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing at the time. I felt like there was something more for me. So I spent a few years traveling and uh, at the tail end of that traveling, I ended up kind of getting into the health and wellness space in Southeast Asia. And because both cacao's native in Bali and, and chocolate's a great conduit for other health foods, I was working a lot with chocolate. Um, and we were also doing stuff with Chinese medicine and, and Ayurvedic herbs. So the background was it was, it was a lot of raw food um, and living foods. And uh, one of the things that we found was like when you're eating a lot of living and raw foods that you need to add some digestive fire. So we're making a lot of Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs and they were kind of separate from the chocolate. Like the chocolate was kind of infused with like superfoods or just being chocolate. And then the Chinese herbs and, and Ayurvedic herbs were in teas. And uh, when we came back to the U.S. a couple of a year and a half ago now, you know, you get access to the uh, to the powdered extracts and we could start infusing it in chocolate. And we just saw it as like a, both a good delivery system of the herbs if you're looking to incorporate it in your diet. And also, like, it's just indulgent and people like clean, healthy chocolate. And I think people are starting to understand that cacao and, and the resulting chocolate can be viewed as as a healthy food rather than kind of the old way of like, not to beat them up, but like Hershey's or, or traditional confectionery where it's where it's a high sugar percentage um, rather than a dark, dark chocolate bar. With a have, high you always been a, have, you, have you always been a big cacao or sweets lover like growing up um, or did you recently get turned on to cacao? Yeah, I, I grew up like with no dairy in my life. So I didn't actually have much chocolate because a lot of the chocolate products were using milk too like milk powders. Um, so it wasn't until the last few years, like when I started traveling, I was in Central and South America. So all the places I was traveling and living were cacao producing countries. And as a result, like people are consuming cacao in a different way. Like the traditional way in Central and South America would be as a drink. And there's not like sugar is a very European addition to it in the last like few hundred years. But in Guatemala, Central America, the traditional way is is just cacao, maybe with some uh, like corn, ground up corn and maize. But uh, it's not a sweetened drink. It's a very spiritual and sacred drink. And that's really what turned me on to it was when I was like, whoa, there's a different way of, of viewing this uh, plant and viewing it more as a plant medicine rather than like a chocolate, like a candy bar. Yeah. And that's what really turned me on to it. 
Um, it's really just how how, how interesting how how much Amer how we've Americanized this you know unique product, right? Chocolate. Um, you know, we think of Hershey's bars, Ferrero Rocher. Um, but you're right. Like there are serious functional benefits to pure cacao and there's a lot of really interesting companies, uh, that, that, that are, that are doing that, but sorry, I keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no worries. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's kind of what you just touched on is what turned me on to it. I was like, this is, this is pretty epic what's going on. Like something that we're used to seeing as a confectionery product is really like this sacred plant medicine in the traditional sense. Um, and that's still how it's being consumed. And like chocolate has a very long history, like a lot of kind of what, what I feel like is coming back up, like Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs also do as well. Um, and even a long history with European interaction. So like chocolate has been being sweetened for a few hundred years because right away Europeans caught on to it and were like, wow, this is amazing. And that's what led to its growth. And, and it's just so bitter um, when it's a hundred percent that they started adding sugar, uh, which wasn't native to the areas that was growing cacao. Super so interesting. Been, yeah. And, and so, you know, in, in your travels, you're, you're coming across a lot of different use occasions for cacao. Um, and then, you know, how did you really start thinking this might be something that I want to create a business around, or, you know, even go all in on, um, versus some of your, you know, tech or finance experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it happened a bit naturally. Like I said, like when I was in Bali, I was working kind of in that health and wellness space and we were doing a lot of stuff with food, making different food products. And what I kind of gravitated most to was chocolate. That's what I had most fun making. It's a really fun process, like making a chocolate bar, doing anything with cacao, like, it has all of the, in my opinion, kind of cool elements that can be incorporated in food. Like it's a fruit that you then have to ferment. And then that's when you get the beans and whether you use them raw or you roast them, it goes through another step of transformation. And then you've got to grind it down and, and incorporate whatever else into it, temper it into like what we know as a traditional chocolate bar. So there's a lot of steps and, and I just had fun with it, to be honest. So I was like, oh, this, this is something I could enjoy doing. Um, and that's, that's kind of what led me to really gravitating towards like chocolate rather than some of the, like we were fermenting a lot of foods and I loved that. Um, and then chocolate just kind of brought another step to it. And I think it, like, I also saw the joy. Um, I actually watched one of your pods with, with GT Dave. And like, that was one, one of the things I saw most, like, when people eat chocolate, like, they enjoy it. Like it's very rare that some people, I guess, don't like it, but like it's very rare that you go in and, and you give someone an awesome kind of chocolate-based treat and they don't enjoy it. So that's kind of what uh, the different factors that drew me to it. It's so much easier like to show up every single day when you know that the product that you're you know passing on or, or having people consume a like is truly better for you has a great impact but also you know makes them happy in that use occasion um i think chocolate is you know it's one of the cult classics um 
in, in America and there's so much room and there's a lot of innovation. I mean, there's some really interesting companies popping up with, you know, what Lily's did with Stevia, what Midday Squares is doing, kind of more of like a protein bar or like a snack. Yeah. Uh, and then what you're doing, like I see on this side of the spectrum, you know, functional wellness, looking at cacao differently. Uh, Blue Stripes cacao is also interesting. Cacao water, you know, there's this huge, you know, evolution happening um, and there's so much room. Um, I'd love to transition into like nonverbal, the name, like that's what hit me the most when I saw the product, the aesthetic of the brand is stunning. It's really beautiful. Um, the way it was packaged, it felt like I was unboxing, you know, a sup, like not a supplement, but like, uh, you know, a wellness care package. Like it was so well, um, packaged and really aesthetically, uh, beautiful. Can you talk a little bit about the nonverbal brand, why that name and kind of what you want to build nonverbal into, um, uh, over time? Yeah, of course. Um, so my partner and I, when we started it, like we had been spending a lot of time on our own kind of personal growth and healing journeys. Um, and a part of that was incorporating food into it. Like there was a much broader kind of healing process. And, and one section of it was was food and using these herbs to to support that journey. And one thing we felt is like when you really tune into both cacao as a plant medicine and also these Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs that are supporting you, they're communicating with you in a nonverbal way. Like when people really tap into the, the food and, and really all aspects of life, like life communicates back to us in a nonverbal way. And then we start thinking. Um, but that that nonverbal aspect is what we really wanted to bring people back to of a sense of like you're communicating on a deeper level both with these plants and then and then more broadly, like getting to a point where you're doing that in your everyday life. Um, when people are like, oh, I was inspired and, and I just felt like doing this. Like, where did that come from, you know? And some of the yeah. most epic things just come from that. And there's nothing besides, there was just some communication that came to you in a nonverbal sense that led you to go this direction or that direction. And it just felt right. Um, we feel like the herbs and, and the plants communicate in that way. And that's what we really wanted to like bring into the brand to kind of seed with people, you know, like slowly kind of get that, that broader message, um, across from the branding and, and starting with just, you know, a simple product of like adaptogen infused chocolate, but then having that kind of grow into a larger, um, you know, lifestyle point. And, you know, with your product, it, it, it definitely is very artisanal and, and handcrafted. Can you talk about how you're manufacturing it? What have some of your biggest challenges been um, in doing that? And, and uh, yeah. you know, how, do you, how, how has the food industry been for you? It's, it's a tough, insanely competitive market, chocolate being one of the most competitive segments. So talk to us, you know, share a little bit about that, that experience. Yeah, it's, it's both been super hard and really beautiful to see. Like, so we're making it as a craft chocolate bar and chocolate's just a handmade product until you really get to a large scale. And like large scale is like in the double digit tons of, of chocolate produced, which we're, we aren't at. Um, and so it's a handmade product and that kind of limits you. Like we've thought of different ways of can we make a 30 gram bar and, and have a lower price point? The reality is it doesn't make much of a difference in terms of making it like making a 30 gram bar, making a 60 gram bar is the same amount of labor and effort 
it's a slightly smaller amount of product, but that's not like the significant cost driver in, in making craft chocolate. Like there's so much more that goes into it. The beans are much more expensive and higher quality than kind of what you're going to get in a traditional um, chocolate scenario. Um, all the way to hand making it at small scale. And then, you know, kind of just the, the size of the business we're at. So that's been tough. At the same time, like coming back to the U.S., I didn't have much background in the food business in the U.S. The craft chocolate industry really embraces people because they're like it's it feels a bit old school. They're all about growing this industry so that cacao farmers can get more business and they can be supported and they can continue to grow um, high quality cacao in a small scale because cacao is really like a small scale farmers. Most farmers have a few acres at most of land where they're growing it. And then what ends up happening is all that cacao goes to a central fermentary where they ferment it and then export it. Um, and they helped us a lot in terms of like, here's how to do it. Here's machinery. Here's uh, people that you can co-manufacture with. So we co-manufacture right now with a craft chocolate maker who sells their chocolate mostly in this area, but across, you know, all the health food stores there in Whole Foods and, and all the places in, in uh, kind of the Southwest. And um, in terms of our process, like, so we take what's a traditional craft chocolate bar, and then the last 30 minutes or hour or so, uh, we infuse in the Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs, and then it grinds in. So that's really the only difference in terms of like making a chocolate bar of what we do is infusing those herbs in, in the final step. Super cool. It's really, I mean, you mentioned fermentation, infusing ingredients. Um, it really is a, a next level. Um, and, and, and right now you guys are available at Erewhon, I saw. Um, yeah. you know, what's, what's the rollout strategy? Where else are you guys expanding? Yeah, so that was really fortunate that we got into Erewhon just from like a, a buy-in standpoint to show people like, listen, even though, we launched in February, so it's not been so long. Um, but to get that backing of kind of legitimacy was really helpful. And then so far, our, our kind of core market outside of Erwan has been, one is boutique shops, like high-end curated shops. We've done really well in those, especially ones that <clears throat> kind of already understand adaptogens and herbalism. Uh, two is apothecaries, which is like a really natural step for us. People get it, and it's really just a decision if they want to carry chocolate or not. Um, and then third, which which surprised me but has done really well for us, is actually holistic wellness practitioners. So, like, we're in some acupuncture shops um, where they just put it at checkout, and we do really well in, in those shops. Actually, like, almost as well as we do in a supermarket because someone's selling it. Like we've got the holistic practitioner buy-in and with their customers, they're like, this is great. It's infused with these herbs and can benefit you in this way. And some of our best-selling stores are actually like small one-person shops where they put it at checkout and they just turn over a lot of, of product. Um, I can see this working. I mean, just the, the way that you've positioned it, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, these alternative distribution channels with spas, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're really smart to focus on alternative distribution. I do think this thing works at Whole Foods. I think, you know, in the natural and specialty channel, 
but the way that you've crafted this vision, it does feel like a medicinal product um, that, you know, you can't, a Hershey's bar or, you know, a commercial chocolate product would never, you know, be able to survive or even exist in these types of uh, outlets. So I love that. And I think that that is definitely something that you guys should double click on and, and invest more resources in because once you have, um, those super users and those that loyal community and following like that's how you really compound the business um what's what's you know bobby what's your vision for this like how big do you want to take this thing um you know where do you see uh the business going five to ten years from now yeah um good question i don't know if i have that far out of a vision but we started off like it's self-funded and it's a small business right now we started off with a line of five functions um, to just really see like, okay, let's get out in the market. And rather than guessing what people actually want, let's get out and then see and keep it small now so that when we are growing, it's because of demand from customers or, or wholesalers rather than my own opinion. And I recognize like I'm out there, you know, I've been out of the US for a few years, kind of deep in a different lifestyle. So my my opinion of what people may want can be different um so in terms of like just near-term next steps i think one where I, I know one area we're looking to get into is just powdered cacao products that are just a different format so like taking a couple of the functions and maybe forming one kind of higher level function that just people can go to and whether it's adding to coffee or just making a coffee alternative i see a lot of people like and this, there's a lot of brands doing well. Like you've done interview, I think, with Mudwater. Um, Four Sigmatics obviously been doing it for a long time, focused on coffee. Um, Rasa is a great brand, local in Boulder, that does some, I, I think they have one cacao product. There's Clever, Clever brand um, yep. in Santa Barbara that does great cacao products. So just getting a different format to people um so that they can add like we have a lot of people who are like candidly i just can't or don't want to eat so much chocolate but i would add it to a hot drink or a smoothie whatever and just adding a different format probably similar to how you guys view bites versus uh the i don't know if you call them the popsicle or the pot yep. you know whatever you want to call no them. no i mean i would say like the pops were like our our first mainstream you know product and then started to look at other ways that the product could extend and i i think you're really brilliant for saying that you know when i see what like cacao water i never thought i would have enjoyed that i actually really like cacao water like i never thought i would um i look at you know swiss miss hot cocoa there's so much that can be done there um, it's a sleepy category and chocolate can be consumed, you know, Nesquik. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, I, I, you know, if there was a functional Nesquik done, like sign me up. Right. So right. I, I love, I love where your head's at. And uh, we've already been trained and conditioned Americans have to buy those types of products. So if you can put in a unique spin or twist on it. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing I'd say, like with that, it adds so much diversity. So like rather than we we sweeten with coconut sugar and it's a seventy percent bar, which Us I, too, I by the like way it, I love it coconut sugar yeah. let's go boom yeah and it's like for me it's a nice middle ground you know like it's it's a pretty dark bar and there's herbs in there that are quite bitter so like it's a good middle ground but we have people who are like I want a hundred percent bar with the herbs 
I'm like, I don't know if you know what that's going to taste like. No, I had it. I I don't, I, I, by the way, I loved your product. Like I was, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, And also I noticed coconut sugar and it was like just the right amount of sweetness. So I highly recommend anyone watching, go check it, go, go try it, go to Erewhon or online. But um, sometimes it's so bitter. I'm like, it's why I can't, I'm not going to enjoy that. Some people like it. Yeah. Yeah. So giving it to like, if you have it in a powdered form, you can add it to a smoothie or you can add like maple syrup or honey, which you can't do when you're making a chocolate, like a tempered chocolate bar um, because of the liquid and, and the chemistry in that sense. So it allows like people who have their own opinion of sweetener or like I'm going to do it a hundred percent. They can, they can kind of make that choice and, and do it. Do you like, hun- do you like what, do you like what honey mamas is doing? Like, have you looked at doing refrigerated at all? I haven't just because I know how tough that is. It's, um, it's very, very hard. But I love their product. great product. Like it's a great product and it's very good. And uh, I just know like it's hard enough just a tempered chocolate that needs to stay at like 70 and dry. Let alone. How are, how are you shipping and... e-com? Is that refrigerated? Have you had challenges doing that? Yeah. So unfortunately, like we launched in February and we we're like, let's kind of get out into the market. And we had a couple of good months. And then in the summer, it's just like a slower time for chocolate, as well as like we're aware of the amount of packaging that goes into D2C. So we haven't really pushed it on the D2C front in the summer months. We ship in insulated packaging in an ice pack. Um, so we'll ship like five bars and up direct to consumer uh, during the summer months. But then the rest of our focus has been on wholesale because it's better to ship a few dozen in, a, in an insulated box, which you're going to have to do no matter what um, to a wholesale rather than a few, you know, 10 packages to a, a few people or with a few bars to people um, just on like a packaging and sustainability front. That was kind of a decision we made. So the focus this summer has been wholesale, but then once it's cooler, it's, it's easy to ship. So, so Bobby, I've got to ask because, you know, I want to be cognizant of time, but you have such a unique background. Like you've traveled, you've, you know, experienced multiple professions, um, you know, different verticals in tech and finance, like what drives you and like, what, what do you, like what, when, when you're having a tough time, this is not an easy space to be in. Like, why are you pursuing, uh, you know, trying to build nonverbal and, and a brand in, in the CPG space. And what makes you show up when your chocolate's melting on people's doorsteps <laughs> and you're dealing with the financial difficulties that come with building uh, a food company? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it is a, to- it's a really hard space. Um, I feel like the feedback, when we get positive feedback, it's just so meaningful, especially when you've put so much into it. Like, like I'm sure you feel the same way. When you've put so much into it personally, um, everything from like idea creation to making it to packaging design um, and even fulfilling it, like it's so meaningful when people give positive feedback and say, we really enjoyed it. And oftentimes it comes out of nowhere. And like, that's my favorite, you know, like when it's just totally out of nowhere, someone bought it at this shop and they're just reaching out to say they enjoyed it. Like that has a or lot just of- like a, oh, I, it blows me away, man. Like a tag on Instagram, user generated content. Someone's you know randomly consuming the product and they tag you and they're like, "This made my day." Like that one, like at, even in the earliest days, like when you just that 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 is mind blowing. 
it's, it's yeah. such an amazing feeling. Super cool. And especially like coming from a back, like in finance where you have a little less positive feedback, to be honest, it's really nice to get in a space where you put a lot of, a lot of your own intention into creating it. And it's that much more meaningful when you get positive feedback. And then the second thing is like, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I really feel like we're doing adaptogens, right? Like we've put two functional doses into each bar and we lay out exactly how much is in each bar in each serving. Um, and then we source like the highest quality herbs you can get. And we stick to traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic. Both we work with practitioners when we formulate it and we stick to that when we formulate the functions. And even that has meaning to me too, because it's becoming, it's like a trendy space, right? And I didn't realize how, I, I think it got even more trendy in the, um, in the pandemic. And there's so many brands that have come up like us that are, that are using them. Um, and that was one of my big focuses. I was like, if I was, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to stick to the principles of Chinese and Ayurvedic herbalism and focus on that. And chocolate's just going to be the delivery system. So it's almost like Trojan horsing these herbs into people's diets through a chocolate bar. And that's been like my primary focus and what drives it is like if, if people really get those full amounts of herbs consistently in their diet, they can start to feel it. Um, and having that integrity is, is a part of kind of what keeps me in it because it is, it's really hard. It's a hard space. Something I can really relate to that, that Trojan horse comment, you know, us having lions made in our chocolate bars. Like I just think about as a kid, how much crap I consumed for decades, you know, name it, uh, all sorts of, you know, and I love these products, but like Dunkaroos, you know, you know, these popsicles with bubble gum, SpongeBob popsicle with bubble gum eyes and, you know, all the fruit roll ups and all that, you know, sugar, high fructose corn syrup, etc. Um, if you could just replace those thousands of use occasions with a truly better for you product with, you know, something that's medicinal and better for you, lower in sugar, coconut sugar. If you do that thousands of times over the course of years, that's going to have true impact on, you know, someone's health, on the way that they feel, on, you know, their, their truly like their lifetime. And I do agree that impact is really powerful, um, but also, you know, having something along the lines of like thinking, well, I thought twice when you said nonverbal and the way that, you know, we're all communicating with uh, the world outside of just our words. Um, that was something that struck me in our conversation, like after you explained it, because I, I got it, like it's, it's, it's a really beautiful product, you know, it doesn't require words to describe it, but also thinking twice about, um, you know, the nonverbal interplay. Uh, I thought that that was pretty profound, so super cool. Um, Amazing. Amazing. Well, Bobby, please share any, uh, any upcoming launches or things that you can share about, uh, the business and, and, you know, thank you again for, for jumping on. I do have, and once you share that, I have one more question for you. So, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're kind of getting back into the months where people can order smaller amounts if they want to try it. And, um, we did create a discount code for all of your followers. So we've got SWYD20 for 20% off. SWYD20, 20% off nonverbal bars. Guys, I'm serious. Like I, I ate every single one of the bars that, that my buddy Aaron gave me. So highly recommend it. 
And then uh, separately, you know, what advice would you have for other people looking to quit their job and go all in on this? It takes a certain kind of, you know, risk profile and passion, um, you know, anything that you can share that would give somebody, you know, the courage to, to go do it if they're really excited about doing it, but also, you know, the realities associated with going to go build a company. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I've heard you say it before too. I, I think when you've got that feeling, like I want to go do something on my own. And for me, there was a lot of fear associated with it because you really put yourself out there and you're in a very vulnerable position, whether or not you succeed. And um, I think that's tough, but it's also the most rewarding thing. Like I've never felt so much growth in my, my personal life than doing this, no matter where it ends up. And uh, I think, especially in these early days, it's, it's very tough, but it does, it's not like as scary as it seems in your head before you do it. Like it just becomes the reality and you work with it and you grow in it. And no matter what happens, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be okay, even though it's really hard. And yeah. I think that's kind of like what I was afraid of doing. And now that I'm literally in it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is it. And then you become fearless in a way, even though there's still hard times. You're like, wow, that's, that's what I was afraid of. There's this preconceived notion that it's super glamorous. I would say, I think it's this two to three window two to three year window where, you know, you're going to look crazy. You don't really understand the business model. You're trying to figure out your brand and, and product market fit. And only certain folks can like make it through all that judgment and noise and critique. And if you push as, you know, human, like as, give, give all of your energy to it and you drive through and then you start to see the effect, the fruits of your labor compound, that's when things start to get really fun. When you start going from like, you know, four stores to hundreds of stores to thousands of stores to, you know, five to a hundred interactions to a thousand plus. And I, I just, you know, I commend you and I think you have an amazing product and I'm just excited to, to see the extensions and, uh, and I'm, I'm a big supporter. So congrats, Bobby. Thank you for making time today. Pumped to have you on and, uh, you know, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate the time. Awesome.